welcome to another episode of Bye Pumpkin. Do I feel like recording a podcast today? No. <laughs> but I've left it till the last minute. I mean, I was like, I was, you know what I've been doing since Friday evening? Watching the game. Do you remember that show? It used to be on the CW. It got canceled. They moved it over to BET. Um, at first it was a sitcom, then they were like, sitcoms don't do anything, so you need to make it a, a four, and that one hour dramedy, which, I never forgot that word, because I was like, what the fuck is a dramedy? And it's a drama with comedy in it, but the laugh track's gone, so you can see, like, it's not that it's not funny, okay? It is funny, but because the laugh track's not there, when the funny shit happens, it's kind of awkward, <laughs> If you know what I'm saying, it was just, uh, uh. anyway, like they fucked that show up. So of course I'm watching the worst episodes in the, in the series and it stars. So it originally had Tia Maori and Pooch Hall as the main characters with Wendy Raquel Robinson as Tasha. Um, I had to actually look up was Wendy Raquel Robinson still a bad bitch because that woman is fine. Okay, <laughs> and you know, what happened is Tia Maori and Pooch Hall um, navigated away from the show. I think it was Tia Maori's decision to navigate away from the show and Pooch Paul had to go because he's her husband on the show. Um, so Lauren London, and who's the guy that plays Lauren? I think his name is Jay. He plays Lawrence on Insecure. He is fun. And so... They become like this new on again, off again couple. She plays a child star um, who was like on a 90s sitcom and was like trying to, you know, actually have a life after being a child star. I don't know. I don't know who wrote it. It was probably some misogynist <laughs> because, because like Lauren London's character is 25 years old, born and raised in LA, grew up as a child actor, actress. And like navigated has been, and then was kind of a party girl. And they're claiming that at twenty five she's a virgin. Like, <laughs> and then and then like the the dialogue around this virginity, I'm just like, who the fuck wrote this? Virginity's made up, guys. It's not a real thing. It's a it's a made up thing. It's a thing that it's just it's made up. Okay, and like. The dialogue around it and then how she's in the wrong because she never told him she was a virgin and that she put him in a bad position. <laughs> what? Ugh. But it's, I mean, it's it's really bad. But it's nostalgic and it's like, I don't know, it's all I want to do right now. And I've been like just watching it. I fell asleep. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, started watching it again. I've just been tired, tired, tired. And then something was like, listen, bitch, you got to get up because you got a podcast to record. And of course, I was like, self, I don't want to record a podcast. I just want to sit here and watch bad fucking script, you know, scripted shows from BET. That's all I want to do. I thought they only had two seasons after they moved over to BET. They had fucking four. Brandy's on it. Brandy comes on as like Chardonnay Pitts, who's supposed to be this around the way girl who marries this um, uh, high yellow man who really thinks of himself as a white man and like, he helps her, she helps him figure out how to, like, I don't know. He realizes he's black in one episode. It's real cute. <laughs> Brandy looks gorgeous on this show. I forgot Brandy 
I mean, she obviously is a singer. And Jesus Christ, don't don't mention Whitney Houston's name three times in a dark room or Brandy will appear and tell you that she was the one that Whitney Houston loved and, and mentored and all this other stuff. Whitney Houston was actually like really good about mentoring the next generation. Like she was cool with all the uh, R&B girls that were coming up after her. And she was always like encouraging people and telling people they had a gift and like Monica had a special relationship with Whitney Houston. Fucking Tamar Braxton tells stories about Whitney Houston encouraging her. Whitney Houston just was that bitch when it comes to that type of stuff. You know how a lot of divas, they just, they get, as they get older, they're like, nobody's going to fucking replace me. Nobody's good enough, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Whitney Houston just wasn't that. And so the way Brandy defends her relationship with Whitney Houston, nobody's saying Whitney didn't think you were special, Brandy. But you're not the only one she called in the middle of the night and said, your voice is a gift from God and you should use it and you are talented and you are good enough to be the best in this fucking game. You're just not the only one she said that to. She said it to a lot of girls. Um, and that's a, that's a, a credit to Whitney, not, it's, 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 it's a credit to Whitney, not a demerit to you. Like, <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh yeah. So, you know, Brandy's like a really good, you know, obviously she's a singer. I forget how she's a great actress. And so she's good on this show. She's funny. And she's, she's fucking beautiful. Like, I was like, damn, Brandy, what, why, why haven't you had a fucking show? She's had a reality TV show, but whatever. I mean, I guess, honestly, me and Liz talk about this fucking all the time about how, who would have thought that in 2021 that the Norwood we'd be talking about is Ray J and not Brandy. Like, Ray J's got a whole, Ray J's got passive income from that fucking Kim Kardashian tape. He still makes a good chunk of money off of, not as much as she does, but he does. Um, and he sold like a scooty bike company. He's been on reality TV a lot. Motherfucker produces shows now. Like, I don't know. And Brandy like had a baby out of wedlock and was all upset about that. Like she's the first bitch on earth whose birth control failed her with a producer. Come out and get out of here. She lied about them being married. That was ugly. Uh, she killed somebody. Yeah, Brandy killed somebody. She hit somebody in the car accident and killed them. Like, I guess, you know what? I'm like sitting over here like, I wonder what, what happened to Brandy? I just answered my own fucking question. She had some scandals that she obviously made more of than anybody else. And then she killed somebody. Maybe she killed somebody first. I don't remember. But uh, this song, Have You Ever, it's a good song. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> oh, I didn't want to record a podcast today. But you know what? I I honor my commitments. I'm here. I'm ready to talk. I've gotten, like, a ton of my kids' fruit snacks and some of their Hawaiian punch. Uh, <laughs> Are they going to be looking at me tomorrow like, Mommy, where's my fucking shit? Yes, they are. But for today, I need this sugar to get to moving. By the way, I forget who it was, but you know what? Just because I forgot who it was doesn't mean I am not going to look it up right motherfucking now. And you guys just have to listen. I am sorry. This is who I am as a person. Um, Where am I? 
Oh, Stephanie. I'm not gonna say your last name because why did I just say your last name <laughs> on a public podcast? Stephanie commented uh, and recommended Scam Goddess to me, which is a podcast. I don't know the name of the host because I just started listening to it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. It's it's you know some of my favorite stuff. I love comedian podcasts. I mean, most of them. Some of them are bullshit, but I love when funny people get on a fucking podcast. And then she's also talking about scams and white collar crimes and things like that. Love it, love it, love it. The only thing is, is that, oh, Stephanie commented right here. The host's name is Lacey Molesley. And she, I mean, she's on Earwolf. And I'm, I mean, she's also in the comedy scene. I don't know much about her yet because I just started listening. But, um, so she knows a lot of comedians. So, she, you know, uh, she's got some good ones on that come on. Um, it's a comedy podcast though, right? So they're doing a retelling, but they're also like joking about stuff, which is, and they are funny, okay? So that's great. However, <laughs> I cannot imagine being her because like, you know, every time you get something wrong on a podcast, you have to like, people have to DM you about it for the rest of your life. Because just because you said it in April doesn't mean that everyone heard it in April. Some people go back through past archives and stuff like, I mean, they're going to message you. They message you, they tweet you about this thing that you got wrong. Even if it's like a small thing that obviously, like maybe you were talking too fast and you said the wrong, they, they will let you know that you got it wrong, which is like one of my things. Like, I really try not to reach out to people on YouTube or podcasts because I'm like, a lot of people reached out to them. They'll, they'll figure it out. But, <laughs> like, nobody needs that much feedback. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are people who are professional feedback people, you know? And let them do that. <laughs> I don't need to get involved in that. Um, but because of the comedy podcast, they obviously say stuff that, I don't know, they're not, they, they do have a researcher, but they're not, like, getting, de- they're not, like, researching all the stuff, and some of the, the scams they talk about are kind of famous scams that have been, like, like, talked about over and over again, um, the Anadelphi one is, is very, Anna, excuse me, Anadelphi is very famous, and they were laughing a lot about how her friend had paid for that Moroccan vacation, now, by the way, the friend with the Moroccan, that paid for the Moroccan vacation, and, that's one of the counts that Anna did not get found guilty on. I read her book. She's boring, okay? <laughs> um, I, mean, I listened to her book. I, I wouldn't. I absolutely would not have read her book because to read her book, I would have to stop what I'm doing and read her book. I can't, like when I used to live in New York, I used to be on the train all the time. So I used to get a lot of reading in, but now I actually have to drive myself places and people also will be like, why are you reading a book in traffic? You know, that type of shit. People judge you. So like, I'm listening to a lot more stuff. But, I, but that's the only way I would have gotten through that book is because I was able to do other things like drive, bathe my kids, clean shit. Like people ask me, how do I have time to listen to a lot of podcasts? I don't think you know how often The Descendants 3 is on my TV, okay? Um, I don't have a playroom, so my kids watch TV in the living room and they're watching Minecraft shows and my little bunny loves all the Disney shit and like I, I I'm just not about that life so I always have my earbuds in my ears and I always have like podcasts on or audiobooks or something as I'm just like living my life in fact me and my kids were doing impressions of each other the other day which I had to stop because I was like somebody's about to get their feelings hurt because uh your mommy's petty but <laughs> one of the impressions they did of me 
was them pretending to like them pretending to ask me something and I can't hear them because I have my earbuds on. I also did a impression of Bunny that was just like me dropping my glasses and breaking them over and over and over again all the time. <laughs> I was like, eh, let's stop, let's stop, let's stop. I think I feel like I feel like we're gonna get to the point where somebody's gonna storm off. So let's let's just calm. But yeah, like I listen to podcasts all the time. Um, what was I supposed to say? Oh, I was listening to that Boring Girls audiobook. And it wasn't like she just paid for um, that vacation. They were stuck in Morocco and they'd been there. And they actually, it wasn't like, I mean, the, the, the airline tickets are one thing, but there were a few thousand dollars. The 60 grand in a Moroccan vacation, they had been there for a while. And also, they were concerned about whether they would be able to leave the country. Like, it wasn't like she was just like, don't worry, I'll get it on my Amex. Because it wasn't her Amex. It was her work credit card. And it did ruin her life. And, you know, because, you know, you can be, like, no job. You know what I'm saying? She worked for a Vanity Fair. And they took it off. They put it on. They took it off. Like, she was fighting it for months and months and months. And then they put it on her personal. Then they took it. Like, it was... It was a lot of shit. People were, people were like, she was having to borrow money from other people. All kinds of shit was going on. She wasn't sleeping. They were calling her all day and night. And part of the reason she put her card up is because, like, people act like Morocco is like going to Galveston for the weekend. It's not even going to Cabo. You are not in America anymore. And, if if you get in trouble, it is very different than getting in trouble here. I mean, like, let's say you don't pay your bill at the La Quinta. First of all, they're not gonna let you they're not gonna let you stay at the La Quinta without paying your without paying something. But let's say you don't pay your bill there. What happens is they sue you. You know, they they might call the police, but I mean. Uh, the the worst thing that's gonna happen is they're gonna sue you for this money. They're gonna add fees on top of it, um, and it's gonna exp- the the amount's gonna expand. They're gonna sue you if they get a judgment. They're gonna they're going to pursue that money against you, like garnishments of of whatever of your paychecks and your bank accounts and things like that's that's how people pursue you. Like them being having a state in this very luxurious place for the, I think they've been there a few days already and. It got serious, more and more serious. Like they were sending security up to their room. They were like all kinds of shit. And to kind of, it, it could have gotten bad. And to kind of like downplay it, not downplay it, to kind, to kind of like uh, sue the situation, she put her car down and she was told the car was just to be held, right? They needed a car to hold. They would not charge it. And they absolutely charged it. Like, it's a lot more complicated than what they were talking about on the show. Um, I remember when I was listening to it, I was texting people. I was like, listen, if like just the idea of this stresses me out. One, I would not, I've never would have gone to Morocco with her because I'm just a person that's like, nothing's free. You understand what I'm saying here? And that that's my own poverty mindset, my own bullshit with money. I'm working on it. I'm trying, but I just don't believe things can ever be free. And this is why a lot of cons don't get me. And it's because I'm nervous about things. A lot of times cons really work on one, people who are looking to cash in on something that's too good to be true, trying to take advantage of a too good to be true situation, or people that are in desperation. 
And every time I swipe my card, like at Target, I believe it's going to be declined. Even though I know exactly how much money I have in my account, even though I know exactly what's coming out and when, even though my budget is, I've got my budget down to the pennies, like that bitch is squeaky. I know my budget. <laughs> even though I fucking know that, I still am like, oh shit, this is about to get declined. It's about to get declined. So there's no way I'm going to fall for a too good to be true thing because I'm like, nope, sounds crazy. Sounds too good to be true and therefore it is. But like in desperation, sure. I mean, I'm people, but... What I'm saying here is that, like, I doubt I would have gotten on the trip with Anna to, Mor- to Morocco. However, I see how how it goes. I see the steps to how you get to where that girl got. Because it is very scary to be in a foreign country and they've got these guards coming up to your room, these security people coming up to your room all the time. People are chasing you guys down. One of their friends, the trainer that they always hang out with, went home a little earlier and they wouldn't even let they, it was hard getting a cab to get to the airport because they thought they were fleeing like it was a serious situation it was not like she was just like oh my god i'm a party girl too i have sure i'll put it on my credit card ow that's not what fucking happened she was she was terrified just like i would be and she was also like they were giving her all these promises they would not charge her card and they absolutely fucking charged her card and so <laughs> Like anytime I've stayed in a hotel for like a conference or something and they're like, we need a car for expenses. I'm like, there will be no expenses. You don't, you don't need my car. <laughs> they're like, no, we need, cause you need one, right? Cause they need to like, in case, even if it's paid for by somebody else or whatever, they need a car to be like, you know, for calls you make. And like, what if you open the dread, the dreaded mini, you know, the mini bar? What if you get one of those $18 nuts or whatever fuck they're in there i don't know what's in the mini bar because i never open it because i can't afford it <laughs> like as soon as i get there i'm like uh-uh get that shit out of it can i have this mini bar removed from my room because i don't want to accidentally lean on it open it up and then something fall out and then you oh, i owe you money i don't want to do it so <laughs> so like i understand that anyway the reason i'm even talking about this is because i really love a uh, scam goddess i'm i'm enjoying it Maybe, I mean, I've only listened to like five or six episodes. So maybe I'll get to like episode number seven and be like, this person is terrible. But um, it's it's by a black woman. Love that. <laughs> it's it's funny. Love that. And I just, I would hate to be the person who um, reads the email for the pod because <laughs> I bet you anytime they get a, like a little detail wrong or they laugh about something that they're like, that girl was just, you know, they just play something off. Everyone, they get a lot of like, you know that it was <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> anyway that's that's really all I that's all that's been going on I hope it didn't blow out everybody's ears with that sometimes I play too much and I think I, I actually think I need a new mic my um I have a Yeti um and it's been it's been working fine but like now you know how it has the cord that goes to the computer the the um connection uh, the connector that's actually on the mic I think it's wobbly or something because I was listening to a podcast I did with Liz and like I was going in and out in and out so I think what was going on was that I was going from like I mean you could hear me the whole time but I was very loud at some points and like very like uh low at other points and what I think was going on is that I was going from my mic to the internal mic on my laptop 
to back and forth, back and forth. And that's what, so I think I need a new one. Um, I don't even know why I should cut that out because I'm not inviting you guys to tell me about how terrible my sound is. I already know my sound's terrible. <sighs> okay. Anything else I want to talk about? I don't think that's, I think that's it. You know, let's, let's talk about this fucking, um, Real Housewives of Miami. This episode's called Text Lines and Your Smile is Fake. It's season two, episode two. It was first, uh, it was first, I was going to say viewed, not viewed, first released. Aired. It was first aired September 20th of 2012. Um, let's start off uh, right off the bat with some corrections via Liz Bentley. All right. So Liz Bentley wants me to, remember, wants me to make sure that I know um, she commented on the Instagram, which is a great place to comment if you're listening to this, to like tell me about the episode, talk about things. But uh, remember I was talking about uh, Joanna suing Brandy Glanville for saying her pussy stink. <laughs> just imagine, <laughs> just, just imagining myself like going into a lawyer's office and just being like, I need to hire you. And they're like, why? What's going on? Tell me everything. I'm like, well, um, I'm on a TV show and someone in another TV show that's similar to mine, but not the same, but in the same franchise, um, went on one of our executive producer shows and said I had a stinky pussy and I want to take that bitch down. (laughs) She can't do this to me. Like, and also, I think 20, I think 2013-ish is about the last time we're, uh, we're going to let someone in general pop culture be like stanky pussy. That's, 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 that's a, that's, a <laughs> that's an allegation against someone. Their pussy stinky. I mean, Jesus Christ. I just don't think it would play the same in 2021. People would be like, Brandy. <laughs> Stop, <laughs> you know, fucking stop. But um, Liz reminded me that apparently it 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 happened at a dinner with Mohammed with Lisa Vanderpump there, which makes a lot of sense. Lisa Vanderpump and Mohammed are the same. They're they're very good friends. That's how Lisa Vanderpump became friends with Yolanda. They're uh, I think that they stopped being friends for a period, but they went back to being friends. Um, really overshow shit. Honestly, it might be about this in particular. It might be. But anyway, um, at the dinner, Mohammed told Brandy this at the dinner. I would like to hear more of this conversation. Mohammed says, oh, I, I cheated on my wife with uh, Joanna Krupa. And turns out her pussy was stinky. You know what I mean? Like, what 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 story are you telling here, Mohammed, that makes you sound, doesn't make you sound like an asshole? But, um... You know, this act, the, 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 the case actually went somewhere, which is very shocking. I don't think it'd go anywhere in 2021. And it, they got to dis, uh, depositions. And apparently Lisa Vanderpump was one of the people that um, they deposed because Brandy was like, she was there and she heard it. Now, <laughs> what I remember is that Lisa Vanderpump went to the deposition and was like, I don't know what Brandy's talking about. <laughs> now, if you like to believe Lisa Vanderpump, I can see a place where that could be true. Like, 
she's saying they must have done that when I was in the bathroom or I didn't overhear that. I, you know, there, it wasn't just us three. There were also three other people at the dinner and I was actually talking to someone else and I didn't hear anything like that. So I can't testify to that. Uh, I can't testify to that. If you are, you, if you're charitable to Lisa Vanderpump, that's the version you go with. If you're not so charitable to Lisa, then you go with the fact that at this point, her and Brandy's friendship had imploded, imploded and she was just basically like, absolutely fucking not. She, nothing like that was said. And Brandy's a liar. And I'll, I do remember Brandy like going on Twitter being like, Mr. Vanderpump is lying on a deposition. Um... <laughs> She was lying in a deposition. She's trying to ruin my life. I can't afford this. I, I do remember that, which I was like, do I believe Lisa Vanderpump were lying in a deposition? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't put much above anybody, but I certainly wouldn't put that above Lisa Vanderpump. And, but this idea that Lisa Vanderpump's ruining your life is very overblown because the fact is that you ruined your life by uh, you just go on shows drunk and say whatever the fuck you want to. So <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not, I don't know. He, he's not, he's not the person. I mean, Lisa Vanderpump is not the, not the reason you're being sued. You're the reason you're being sued. Lisa Vanderpump just, I mean, you guys are in a fight. She ain't gonna fucking help you. Oh, uh, Liz and I also talked about the boat. Now, here's the deal. Liz apparently goes out on the seven seas. Uh, her Twitter uh, account is her, uh, the picture is her uh, on some sort of riggery. I don't know. You know, she comes from rich people. She grew up, people used to just like shower money all over her. So, you know, they used to get on boats and shit. And she used some good terms that I think are better than what I was saying, like beating the storm. That makes sense. Rather than we're just going to go out in the water and see what happens. Uh, <laughs> but she was saying that when you live on a houseboat, which is like when you guys think houseboat, I'm sure you think of the same thing that I think of in my head. It's a smaller boat. It's got like just one little, you go under and there's one cabin. There's not like multiple rooms. It's, it's a smaller thing. When you live on like a houseboat type thing, you take your, you either take your boat out of the water. Like, I guess they just jimmy it up. I'm sure there are normal terms for this. I don't know what they are. And if you can't do that, I'm sure there's a fee for that. So maybe some people are just like, fuck it, I'm not paying for that. And they just kind of take their chances. They, I'm, I, I don't think they stay on the boats. I think they would like go to a hotel or maybe someone else's house. I don't know. But they just leave their boats in the water. But the problem is, when I was on the podcast, I was saying boat. It's not a boat. It's a yacht, I guess. It was an old, it's like a pirate ship, which is what someone said on today's episode. I was like, yeah, it did like a, it did like it was haunted, didn't it? And so, but it's a very large, it's a yacht. It's technically a yacht, I guess, for its size. So... The idea, like it wouldn't, they would have to go out into the water to beat the storm. And we were texting about this and I was like, okay, great. Now I need you to go back to Instagram and tell everyone I was right and validate my opinions. And she sent me a screenshot that she was literally texting out the thing as I, <laughs> as I was telling her, go to Instagram and validate my opinions. That's just how a bitch I am, okay? I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> 
And also, it's not her fault. I was saying the word boat, okay? But I just, I mean, honestly, I texted her at work because I was like, listen, I know you're a lady who works. I mean, I'm working too. I'm at work too. But you can't just come to my Instagram and say that they would just like leave it there. You people, Is this what people with money do? You just get a baby grand piano, put it on a boat, and just like anytime there's a storm, you just be like, well, we'll see what happens. Because I just I just don't have enough money for that type of lifestyle. If I had a baby grand piano, it would be on my back all the time because I'd be afraid something bad would happen to it. I don't know how much those things cost. More money than I have, I think. And so like it, if I had a baby grand piano, it would be like my most cherished possession. Even though I don't know how to play the piano, I'd just be like... I just be like out at I don't know Costco, and I just be like shit. I really hope my baby grand piano's okay. I really hope it's okay. I need to get home. I need to get through this. This line is long. I just got to get home and check on my baby grand piano. So, so that I just I mean I'm just gonna even though like Liz is saying, and I believe her. Cause she's she's like a a sea person. Like she's like a beach person. She, I, on one of her podcasts, she was talking about how, remember that movie about the surf girls? You know, the one, the girl has two, one brown eye and one blue eye. She's weird. Kate Bosworth, Kate Bosworth, Michelle Rodriguez. What is this? Into the sun? Is it into the sun? I don't know. I don't have a guest. I don't know why I'm asking. Um, but like that movie was important to her. She rode her bike to go see it. And I was like, why? And she was explaining that she is like, she grew up being like a surf person, like a beach person. Shocking to me that I like someone who's a beach person. That, <laughs> I fucking hate the beach. <laughs> I think it's dirty. I think it's always windy. People are pissing in that water. Dolphins fucking that water. Like, it's, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. But you know what? I trust Liz. She knows a lot about floating places. She knows about it. I'm still going to say this, that like, I am like very stressed out with the idea of someone living in Miami on a boat with all of these like expensive things. And I, I text her, I was like, you have got to answer me because I need to know, is this a real thing? Like you put a piano on a boat and go out into the sea. And she was like, yeah, essentially she was like, yeah. So, but I do have questions. So if anybody has like any like information to help soothe my mind, I do have questions about whether Adriana and Frederick would, they be the ones to go? Cause like a, a, a boat that size has staff on it, right? A yacht, excuse me, let me stop saying boat. A yacht that size has st- staff on it. Like people, so they wouldn't be the one to go out into the water to make, to like kind of try to beat the storm, right? Adriana and Frederick would like leave and go, to a hotel or maybe further inland. You know how when there's a storm, people pack up all their shit and they drive further north or whatever, or like inland. Maybe that's what they would do. And then the staff would try to beat the storm in the boat. I hope it's not Frederick and Adriana. I just, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Nobody needs to live on a boat. Nobody needs to have a piano on a boat. Don't do this. Don't do this. Um, so we started the episode. Anna has Alexia over. Alexia is talking about Mama Elsa about that fall and that fainting and everything. And, you know, she survived it, but all she was worried about her hair. She, I mean, later Marisol's like, she just kept going, did I fall like a lady? Do my legs closed? (laughs) And Anna says that she was offended 
that Rodolfo, Rodolfo was introducing himself to her because they've like spoken many times. He texts her all the time. And they talk about how Karen didn't want Rodolfo talking to anyone. She seemed nervous and whatnot. Alexa says, the end of the scene was like, Alexa's like, well, we need to give everyone a chance. And I'm like, hardy motherfucking hard, okay? <laughs> you guys don't give anybody a chance. Um, This is why I know I couldn't be on one of these shows because I could not keep coming around this group of women who... Like, I couldn't come around with this drama stuff. I love drama. I love mess. <clears throat> I like to watch it from afar. I like to have my little binoculars and see the drama. I don't want to be all up in it. I don't want to be in the middle of it. Um, the next thing, Karen is getting a massage with Rodolfo. And I guess they're trying to keep their love alive. I'm just letting you know I'm never happy when I see a housewife in a robe in a scene. I'm not into that. And also, as I famously dislike massages, I don't like strangers touching me and rubbing me on my body. I don't like it. And so <laughs> the fact that, <laughs> think about, <laughs> think about doing this with even another person in the room, even another person who I have sex with in the room still doesn't make me feel comfortable. I just don't want to. I don't want to be touched. And so, <laughs> and this is even weirder massage because it looks like they just dumped a bunch of rose petals on them they're just laying there with a bunch of rose petals on them guys and i guess they activate pheromones or whatever but i don't even think i rubbed on and i don't i certainly don't want that massage because i i feel like you didn't get paid i feel like you paid too much for something you didn't get enough of i could put rose petals on myself <laughs> so it's at this time in front of the cameras of two masseuses that uh carrot wants to ask rodolfo about whether he wants to get married again <laughs> like obviously they've had this conversation before but it's just an odd time to ask him he's been divorced before it was rough he's also a soap star which is a different than i don't know it's different than being on a reality tv show it's different than being like an a-list movie star um just the fact that he's a Latin soap star means he has to interact with his with his fans in a different way. And, you know, he's he's very busy. He's got a lot of appearances. He's got a lot of traveling and, you know, and I've heard that soap work in terms of acting is like grueling work because you're memorizing pages and pages and pages and pages of lines and they change them all the time. And it's just, it's, it's hardcore work. And, you know, he's he just... He's not into marrying her. And she says he's happy where, he says he's happy where he is. And she says that she's not going anywhere. She's not putting out ultimatums or anything like that. She's not going anywhere. Um, I think this is bullshit. <laughs> not that they don't want, not that they're not going to get married. I mean, I don't, I, like I said last week, you do not have to marry everybody that you like. Okay. You just do not have to. Did I say it last week or did I say it on the bonus episode? Maybe. But you do not have to get married to everyone you have a good time with. You just do not have to. And so, like, the idea of them not of them not getting married doesn't bother me. I mean, you guys seem fine. What? Why? Why change? If it's going good, you don't need to change anything if you don't want to. I think it's bullshit that he doesn't want to marry her because his life is very hectic and his schedule is very hectic. I think that if he really wanted to marry her, he was, like, super into marrying her, he, he'd be... 
he he'd be working on that. People get married at wrong times all the fucking time. And I think it's bullshit that she's saying, well, I'm not pressuring you or whatever. Why are you bringing it up then, bruh? Like, this is one of those things you can leave unsaid. I understand you're on the show. I just feel like, I just feel like if I was him, I'd be like, girl, girl, what? Why are you asking me about this? <laughs> ask me something that matters. Do you want to go for waffles after this? Do not ask me about that. <laughs> All right. And Lisa, the next thing is Lisa, she's over at Lenny's office asking, basically she's saying she doesn't have a real job. So her job is to take care of her husband. So for her job, she shows up at his office with some pictures of herself. She wants more pictures of herself. I mean, he's got he's got a lot of pictures in his office. I mean, honestly, his office looks tacky. But one of the pictures of, is of like a glamour shots of him uh, with three women that are in like porn nurses outfits, you know, like costumes. Like like if you're going to strip and you're going to be a nurse, like that type of outfit. And just like, there's even a picture of his ex-girlfriend on there, which... I don't think it's terrible, but I mean, it probably got up there when she was his girlfriend. You know, she's like, when you're grabbing people's boobs, you, they need to see me. <laughs> so she's brought these big ass pictures that she's going to put on his desk and in the exam room and shit. And I mean, they're good pictures of her and him, but I'm just, Jesus. She's like. He says people think he's controlled by his wife <laughs> if he has pictures of his wife there. It's like, I don't know if that's what they'll think. I mean, I think they'll just think it's just more tacky shit in your office. It's too much shit on the walls, dude. There's no cohesiveness. It's just stuff. <laughs> and he says he, Lisa says, well, you know, she has to make it work because he works long hours. Sometimes he doesn't get home till seven. Girl. <laughs> 7 p.m.? <laughs> I don't know. Lisa's, I don't know. Lisa's not used to a lot of things, I guess. Lenny still seems suspicious to me. And when I say suspicious, I mean, Lenny feels like he could just pull off his whole head and there'd be another head underneath there. Like, it seems like he's wearing one of those masks. Like, you know, the ones they use to make deep fakes. You know, just, it feels like a very realistic mask. And so he seems suspicious to me. I, 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 much like nuns, I think there's a lot I don't know about what's going on underneath there, and I'm concerned. Um, I don't know when he's gonna start looking like a real person, but he looks like a doll right now, or he has a doll mask on. All right. So Joanna, Marta, and Roman are doing a threes company shit. <laughs> They're filming them in their in their apartment. Roman says he wants to know why there isn't any food in the house, and they start bickering about who cooks. Who gets groceries and whether it's better to buy that day or whatever. Joanna says, tells us that her mother worked 12 hours a day, seven days a week. And she raised, basically raised Marta. I think Marta's what, two, three years younger than her. And that Marta is trying to be an actress and singer. And so she's traveling a lot. And when she's there, she wants Marta to stay with them. And, and Roman, she doesn't care what Roman thinks. And then Marta sees Roman's penis. Um, it's... <laughs> She does. I, it's, it doesn't seem on purpose. He And she keeps calling his nasty penis and sticking out of his forest. And he's like, oh, she's a liar because I don't have a forest. And Joanna's like, yeah, I trimmed it. <laughs> okay. All right. And this is when Joanna tells us that she and Roman don't have sex. Now, I remember watching this in real time. I was like, oh, they're going to break up. 
And the reason is this. It's not like sex is not the most important thing in a relationship. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say that that physical intimacy is important in relationships. And if you are not having sex or physical intimacy of any kind and you look like Joanna Krupa and Roman What's-His-Name, they seem like sexual people. I'm just going to keep it real. They seem like sexual people. If they if they were in their 70s, <laughs> they were a little old people and they were like, we just don't have sex anymore. I would have been like, okay. If they were, I mean, I'm just, do you get what I'm saying here? Like those two people don't look like they don't want to have sex and they don't look like people who don't, aren't, who aren't going to have sex. So the fact that you guys do not have sex together is an issue, I think. And the fact that you're even talking about it tells me it's an issue. I just think the relationship's on the rocks. And if, I mean, I think they're going to try to blame it on Marta, but honestly, I don't, I think if Joanna, Joanna's sitting here talking about trimming his bush and she wants Marta to text him back and all this other stuff, I really don't think Joanna's not having sex because Marta's there. I don't know if Roman's not having sex. Doubt that too. I think there are other things at play here, and I think we're going to get through it throughout the rest of the season. Um, as far as I know, they're broken up at this point. I think they, I think their marriage went down the tubes very shortly after they got married, and I think she had a baby, but they broke up. So I think I'm right. <laughs> All right. Adri- Adriana. Anna is cooking with her daughters and talking about Mark, her boyfriend, who's also a lawyer. So remember last week when I was saying, I don't buy it with Anna, okay? I don't buy it. She's texting Rodolfo. She's talking about her ex-husband. She's got a boyfriend named Mark. Yet all you do is talk about your ex-husband and Rodolfo. I don't buy this relationship. This is very Doris. Is it Doris? Dorothea? Who the fuck am I talking about? From Jersey, Frank... And the son, Frank, and Frank's penis, you know who I'm talking about, right? What's her name? Starts with a D. The one that's like absolutely two-tenths Puerto Rican and not telling us, you know who I'm talking about. Starts with a D. Is it Doris? Fuck, I'm about to look this up because I don't want you guys texting me. Thank God I looked it up. It's Dolores. (laughs) It just gives me a lot of Dolores stuff, and I'm just... I'm just not buying you being like really interested in this boyfriend. Um, yet all you talk about is your ex-husband and Rodolfo. I just don't believe it. I'm sorry. Um, but good for you for at least going to get a boyfriend. She says she doesn't really see him that much, which is probably why she got him. He's a former U.S. attorney. He's quiet. The girls think he's fine. They don't like, you know, they're not, they're not in love with him, but he's not terrible. He's fine to be around. They talk about how their dad got longer hair, motorcycle, and the young girlfriend after divorce. And apparently they've been divorced for about two years. Um, the next season scene is Leah. And she, we finally get to see RJ, her son, who she talks about all the time. And her husband, Roy, is also an attorney who takes on high profile cases, though she's no Erica Jane. Have I talked about Erica Jane and her husband? I think I have, but I'm gonna talk about him again. I want you guys to understand there's a lot of people out here who are like, um, this is obviously a mistake. Bitch, this is not a mistake. This is not a mistake. Do you understand that the only reason that you know that Tom Girardi's uh, law, law firm is bankrupt is because he took out a bunch of high interest loans that are essentially 
uh, payday loans, to be honest. They're very high interest loans. And one of them, and he wasn't paying them back, and they started to sue him for the money. And one of them had some sort of, had like a, a bit of access to his financial records, the, the, the law, the, the law firm's financial records, and they could see that while they were not being paid back, that large amounts of money were being transferred to Erica Jane's um, LLC, I guess, or maybe corporation, whatever the business of Erica Jane is. Um, and they decided to sue him. Otherwise, we wouldn't know about this. People were not getting paid out their settlements that he was supposedly winning from them. Listen, these uh, class action suits are already very easy for lawyers to take advantage of, uh, of what am I, I was going to call them respondents, but it's not respondents. It's not defendants. It's not the people bringing the suit. I absolutely cannot think right now. Again, I think I've had entirely too much Hawaiian punch, but, um, it's, it's, it's easy for them to take advantage of them because it's a large amount of, of, of people bringing the suit. Um, they always take them on contingency. And so it's kind of like when a record company takes you on and then you guys make some money together and then they go, okay, now here are the recoupables, recoupables. Here's a bill for all the paper that we printed doing your work. Here's a bill for all the Remember when you when we flew you to LA and you had a Diet Coke that Diet Coke cost $13.99. Like and and lawyers can they can pad bills, they can do all kinds of things like that. And there this is not the first time that class action law uh lawyers, law firms have been caught up in some fucking fraud. There's like a couple of other famous cases of it and then some smaller cases um it happens that the people do not get their money. That after they divide it all up and they take their expenses from it, you you're getting a four dollar check. It's not unheard of. Um, they fly private every time they have to go do a deposition, and so you got to pay for the pri- like that's yeah. And in some of these smaller cases, uh, they're not just. It's not a fifty fifty. It's not even twenty. It depends on what state you're in, because the state laws determine how much percentage that they can take of the win. Um, and sometimes it's like 70, 30 them, you know, it's, it's, it is a very, what I'm saying is that the way it's set up is very easy for someone to take advantage of it, for a lawyer to take advantage of it. When obvious, when often the plaintiffs, that's the word I meant, the plaintiffs are just not used to, to courtroom stuff. They're not used to, um, this type of stuff. And so they don't know all the ins and outs. You get a lot of lay people that are relying on their lawyer because they're there, you're their lawyer to kind of guide them. And meanwhile, it's very easy for him to have his hand in your pocket. And so like the fact that, that the plaintiffs in a lot of his cases didn't get paid or they got paid off of somebody else's money that came in, like they're, they're robbing Peter pay Paul, all that shit. That's very common. The only reason we know about it is because he took out fucking loans and didn't pay them back. And those people who are used to financing and um, loaning money to lawyer to law firms are much savvier about the process and sued. And the bankruptcy was was an involuntary bankruptcy. That's an involuntary bankruptcy, guys. So a bankruptcy is when you 
go and tell like you're like listen i got all this debt i can't pay it i'm gonna file bankruptcy and there are two types of bankruptcies we can get into it but often it's the person with the debt that's filing the bankruptcy an involuntary bankruptcy is when you have been told you're dead over and over again and refuse to lay down it's when your debtors are like where's the money where's the money where's the money and you're like i'll give it to you (laughs) and they get together and they go to the and they go to um a court of some sort or judges of some sort and try and force you in the bankruptcy and say this is the money that they owe us they won't give it to us and they and they force you into bankruptcy tom girardi did not file bankruptcy his debtors filed it for him and that's why and when you look into the, when you read that article or you listen to the reports that come out that's why tom is being like well i only have this amount of money because the judge is saying well do you have it it's like because they're the debtors are coming saying he needs to file bankruptcy and hit and to defend against that he has to either pay them now or say i have this plan to pay them back you know he has to come up he has to answer to that and so his answer was i don't have any money and so the judge was like bangs gavel okay we're gonna do it <laughs> we're gonna you, you gotta file bankruptcy buddy you don't have any money and so like it's very serious i think a lot of people do i think we're so used to things like our Joe and Teresa Judice's and our tax problems with various housewives with with your repos from Nene. We're used to shit like that. And those I'm not saying those aren't serious. Um, they can be. I mean, getting your car repos like not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's shit. It's shitting on your credit, and it's not good. Um. Joe and Teresa did federal time because they were filing a bankruptcy based on false, based on loans that they attained uh, fraudulently. So they then, in filing that bankruptcy, they committed fraud because they obtained loans on lies and then they tried to get out of paying them back. Um, that's how they did federal time. Yeah, that's, that's fucking serious. I don't think we talk about it. I mean, I guess we did when it happened, but it's just, it, it's, that's a really serious thing that happened to them. They're lucky they didn't get more fucking time. But this Tom and Erica shit is really serious. And it's possible Erica doesn't know anything about it. It's possible. But also, if she, even if she didn't know anything about it, like ignorance is not like a defense against the law. I mean, sometimes they let you get away with it, but it's not going to keep her from having to pay back the money that was transferred from Tom's law firm into her corporate account. It's not going to keep her from having to pay that back and paying that back will probably bankrupt her because as much as Erica's all about the designers and she's so chic and she's on tour and she's doing this, I doubt that she is incredibly liquid on her own. I just, I don't believe it. And so I, I, I think I, you know, it's hard to talk so much about this considering we're going through a fucking government coup, which I'm not going to talk about because I think this is a, I'm going to let this be a place where you don't have to think about that right now. For now. I'll talk about it when I feel like it. But for right now, let's, let's just talk about housewife bullshit. But, um, I, I think Erica's in a really tough place. I also, every person we've seen Erica with on the housewives has been paid. It's one of the things I don't like about her. It's one of the, like, I, people are really, really 
into her in a way. I don't know. I, I think they just wanted a bad bitch, um, which is understandable. I mean, after watching Kyle for so many seasons, everyone would crave a bad bitch. But I've never thought of her as an authentic person. I think, I honestly think of her as Lisa Vanderpump flavored, meaning that like she doesn't give me anything except for what she absolutely wants me to have. Like when Lisa Vanderpump comes out and, tell, and starts talking about Max's adoption, I'm like, that's not really about you. You're just ready to talk about it right now. Like you crying and about him finding his bio parents. That's not about you. I was actually really offended at her and Pandora crying and saying that he's theirs. I mean, he might be yours, but he's a fucking person. If he would like to know more about how he came into this world, it is your job to support him in that. But yeah, even her, that being her storyline was not about her. She's not, she's not an authentic person. She really is a facade through and through. And Erica Jane is exactly the same way. All, to the extent every housewife has a facade against them, uh, as a, is putting up for a facade. Unless you're, I mean, honestly, go back to season two of OC. Unless you get to like shit like that. And even to some extent, this Miami cast, they are not as, you know, just watching this, you know, you're not getting the polish that you get off somebody, you know, five, 10 years later. But I've, I've always found Erica Jane to be incredibly inauthentic and this filming scenes with people, only with people you have paid to be there is, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I know she's done some shit when she went home to Georgia or whatever, but there's some weird shit going on with her and her mom. And I wouldn't be surprised if um, Erica is financially taking care of her. And even that, like, I don't know. I, I, I've never gotten, I've never gotten the real deal from her. Even when she was crying on that boat, you don't know about my son. Uh, I even when she, that was brought up by some shit that, uh, nobody was talking about her son. And, then, and so like that, you know, that's not what that was about. And yet we're never going to know what it's about because she's never going to tell us. And I just don't find, I don't find people like that endearing. Um, somebody actually messaged me the other day asking me if I'm a Patreon, asking me as I'm as transparent in real life as I am on the podcast. I think, I think that's not the question. The question is, like, cause I'm a transparent person. I'm, I'm really not someone who could do a lot of shucking and jiving and hiding shit. Cause I don't have a memory for that. And I talk too much to remember what the fuck I'm saying. So like, I just gotta say what, I just gotta say what it is. And two, if I don't feel, if I don't feel like being transparent, I need to be quiet, which is actually a lot harder than being transparent. Being quiet is harder for me. I'm working on it, which thank God for this podcast. I get to get on here and just talk, 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 talk for hours and then in my real life I can actually be quiet sometimes but I think that one of the things that draws people to me is that I am an authentic person I am a transparent person I do not it's hard to embarrass me not saying I don't get embarrassed I do get embarrassed it's hard to embarrass me though because I'm just like oh fuck I did that you know and and people tend to be drawn to that. They're just someone who just like, it's like, I'm fucked up. I don't do the right things. And here, look, here goes a mistake I just made. Like people tend to be, people tend to relate to that. 
because you see your mistakes more than you see anybody else's. So when you see someone else making mistakes, you're like, oh, they're just like me because I make mistakes too, even though maybe your mistakes aren't as apparent. And so transparency is something I value. I like it when someone's just like, oh, girl, let me just tell you. And I like authenticity, especially, I can't even say the fucking word. I like it though. (laughs) In what and what I'm watching on TV and Erica Jane doesn't bring it. I wonder what her next season is going to be like. I wonder if she's, she says she plans, she, she didn't say this. Sources said that she plans to be open and honest. We'll see. Um, and that she's been holding back a lot of things out of respect for her husband. Understand that there's things I do not say on this podcast that out of respect for my husband, out of respect for some of my children's privacy, um, and family members, but you know, as for myself, besides where I actually live, <laughs> I don't want anybody to know where I live. Like, I'm I'm pretty open about things. That's why people like Lisa Vanderpump gets on my nerves. That's why people like Erica get on my nerves. Okay, why am I talking about? Oh, I was talking about Leah because Leah's like in a marriage with that. Her husband does picks on high profile cases. She's watching him on the on the kitchen television. Now, she met him while he was doing jury duty. And several months, this is what she says. And several months after the trial, they went on a lunch, went out to lunch, and just kept going. She skipped a part, didn't she? Like, maybe you were on his jury, but where did you meet him? <laughs> where did you meet him, Leah? <laughs> That's in it. Because I hope it wasn't, like, he didn't call you because... Some lawyers get to know jurors, but I mean, I don't think they're supposed to, but Leah's not telling the whole story. (laughs) All right. After that, we see Adriana and Lisa and their men looking at yachts and they're going to get ideas about what to do with, um, Adriana's yacht. Okay. Cause that's, that's like, like it, it really looked busted. I mean, um, Fred, Frederick says it was antique and I believe that it looked broke down and like it took on water like they were gonna sink and so there, there's gonna there's not a lot of work to be done with it and they walk in to this boat that they're they're looking at and there's a piano right there and I was like well shut me the fuck up I guess rich people bring pianos everywhere to go and that's that I don't know nothing about it I admit that <laughs> um Lisa also doesn't understand living on a boat. And I appreciate that. Me and her agree. She says that uh, Adriana is moving to a pirate ship and that Adriana's going to hate it. I agree with that too. I think she's going to hate it. I think they're also not telling us about like, they're keeping their home though, right? So like, although you technically live on the pirate ship, you, 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 you go home sometimes. I think they're not explaining that. Actually, when I was talking to Liz about this, Liz mentioned that they're still together. Oh, excuse me. They broke up last year and it might be like 2019 last year, you know. So they, Adriana and Frederick finally broke up. Now they're technically married. Like I told you guys, they are married. They just haven't told anybody. And I can't, I can't believe they stayed together. And when Liz was trying to figure out, cause she was trying to find out what the yacht looked like, right? Cause she was trying to figure out 
because size matters apparently. So she's trying to get a look at it, and she she had found some article where Adriana and Frederick moved in in twenty fifteen. They moved into that thing. Oh my goodness. Lisa and Adriana are talking because Adriana doesn't wear her engagement ring. She says, why would she want to add a ball and chain? I mean, this is part of the reason that it's so shocking in season three when you find out that Adriana and Frederick are married because she talks a lot about like whether or not she's going to get married. She talks about she doesn't wear her engagement ring. I don't wear rings either, so I don't find that like incredibly crazy, but for the for the crowd that she runs in it's it's you know it's not what the women do and the women usually are really excited to get married and plan weddings and stuff she's just not acting the way they assume she would act and so and now looking back i'm like okay the reason she's not acting like that is she's already married but at the time it looked more like oh they're not in a good place they're gonna break up um they talk about kids and Adriana is very polite to Lisa's face because Lisa's like gushing about how she wants two, three kids, but she doesn't know what Lenny wants. And, you know, that's why we got married to start a family. And, you know, she's she's on that trip. Understandable. But she's very polite to Lisa. But Adriana in the, is like, she is not interested in having kids. I don't know how much, how old Adriana is. That's exactly what I thought. I just felt Adriana was older than like, so she was born in 1965, according to Google. That could be wrong, but I believe it. At the time, like she's 55 now. At the time, she had a son that was like around RJ's age. That's why Leah and Adriana were such good friends. So Tinnish, he looked. Uh, uh, RJ looked like <laughs> he's in that. Okay, <laughs> my mom always remind told me that like in the preteen stage, like when they're like 10, 11 years old their bodies start like growing but at different paces like one day you look at them their ears are like huge <laughs> and their arms are too long and it's like it's weird they're growing into their bodies but not everything's growing at the same pace. so they look that's where the awkward stage comes from because you just look weird all the time <laughs> and like literally overnight you your sushi your shoe your shoe size your shoe size changes you're you <laughs> just you look weird because because like your body's doing a number on you and I have a 10 year old who's all he's 10 and a half and I had to start making him wear deodorant and I don't know what he said I don't know if he said I'm not used to this or this is my first time or whatever but I'm trying to explain to him about the deodorant and when he should wear it because he smells like a foot sometimes <laughs> and he just I was showing it to him and I was like showing him how to like move the deodorant up. You know, something that you do every fucking day and never think about it. And he just, he said to me like, I'm not experienced with this. He says weird shit all the time. I, I was getting him off the top bunk. I, guys, I carry my children all the time. And my husband fucking hates it. I just do. I, I touch them all the time. I carry them sometimes. But, and listen, my, I call him turtle. My little turtle is like, He's going to be a tall guy. He's all, he's tall. He's always been tall for his age. And so I have no business carrying, like even last year I had no business carrying him, but I remember I had gotten him off his talk bump. Like I just carried him down or something. And he says, he said, be careful with me. <laughs> I don't know. Just so, he's so awkward. I remember once I took a picture of him and his brother and I was like, um, okay, well I was like, oh my goodness, you guys are just, 
where are the days going by? And he says, because we're growing up so fast. <laughs> He's such a little cornball. Anyway, <laughs> but that's where RJ's, like, when I'm looking at RJ, I'm like, okay, RJ's like 10 maybe nine shocking if he's 11 but i could see it too um and so's adriana's son alex i think his name is so when i look this up it says adriana was born in 1965 so in 2013 she's 47 48 years old depending on when they filmed this um if they filmed it in 2012 she's 47 years old no she's not gonna have any fucking kids lisa <laughs> I mean, she, I'm not saying she couldn't, nature is saying she shouldn't, but it's possible she can adopt, she can do surrogates, she can do all that kind of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, not everybody is Brigitte Nielsen. You, they, people don't just get pregnant at 50. It's just not how it normally works. And so it's possible, but it's more likely that with a 10, 11 year old son and being almost 50 that she's done with children. But she's very polite in in the in the you know in the confessional. She says she already has a kid, and Frederick has. I guess Frederick has children too. But and she says Frederick likes his life. He does not want any more children. And I get that. In in your late forties, when you've got a child in middle school, maybe at this point, or, or about to leave elementary school, hitting middle school, like it's very hard to go back to a baby. It's it's difficult. Um, there's 22 years difference between my husband who's the oldest in his family and his brother and their kids in between. And I, I marvel at my mother-in-law every day. I don't know how you can do that. Uh, I don't see, it's, it's, it's just, you're in a whole different ball game. And if I was Frederick, I would be like, you want to do what? (laughs) Because a 10, 11 year old is very different than a baby and like what he can do and where, like he's probably, he's, probably fairly self-sufficient and in a couple of years she's going to be very self-sufficient and pretty independent and if Frederick has a baby with Adriana then I don't I don't know what Adriana's going to require from him but I would require him to like do some fucking heavy lifting in this so no um then okay after this scene, Alexis, I believe it's Alexis. Is it Alexis? I, everyone's, I sometimes use initial in everyone's name. No, it's Alexis. And everyone, and some of the, it's weird because the people on the cast have the same initials. Alexis goes to visit Mama Elsa in her compression stockings. Um, she's got her fan. She's lying on her sofa. I hope one day to be, like, I've been an old lady since I was a child, but I hope to be a physical old lady and be, like, lying on a sofa with a fan in my compression stockings, just having people come, and I can just say whatever the fuck I want to to people. (laughs) So, oh, it's Adriana. It's not Alexis. Adriana comes over, and she talks about being engaged to Frederick for a year and a half, but she's debating whether to get married or not. Again, this is one of the reasons why in season three, everyone's like, what the fuck? And so, so, cause I mean, you, you debate and you already married. And so, so mama Elsa doesn't think, mama Elsa says she doesn't think they are getting married. 
Adriana says that she was married for seven years and they do a flashback of her talking about how the marriage and she got a phone call from a woman who wanted to know who she was. And she was like, well, who are you? And the girl was like, I am his wife. And Adriana was like, oh no, that is not possible. I am his wife. Like she did, she did a very like <laughs> telenovela style reading of the situation. And it turned out that she, you know, she had a three month old child. This was a decade ago, I guess, because she's talking about Alex. She had a three month old child and her, her, um, husband was married to someone else. And as you know, I think if she told this story a little, if she gave us more context in the story, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, it was like in France, you know, um, something like that. And not in France. Well, her, I was talking about Frederick. I don't know what nationality her husband, her first husband was, but I wouldn't be surprised if he lived in a different country or something like that. And she was like, I am his wife. He is still married to me. And then like, he, he's over here getting married to Adriana and stuff. Cause there's no, like the reason polygamy works, <laughs> not like, not, um, religious polygamy. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about like when somebody just gets married in a different state. They, they still have a wife in this state and they go over state line. The reason it works is because there's no national marriage database. There's, there's no international marriage database either. Um, there might be a national one in a different country, but there's like, when you get married here in the U S and you go and apply for your marriage license, it just checks the state. It doesn't go, are you, well, at least when I got married, I, I could be wrong if they could be doing big things now, but it doesn't go and say, Oh, let me see where else you were married. Even when I applied to be a foster family, they asked me where I lived in the past 10 years. And I told them the states I lived in and they did a background check and then they did an FBI background check. But if I omitted that I also lived in Florida and I had some shit in Florida, it's possible they could miss it. Um, I believe the FBI background check, uh, you know what? I could be wrong. They could, they could be all one big thing, but I know that it's possible for them to miss things in states if I don't list where I lived. I mean, they're going by my fucking word. Um, so like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how that worked out, but you know, Adriana's gun shy because of that. And who fucking wouldn't be? Imagine having a three month old child and getting a phone call being like, no, I am his wife. No, it is I, his wife. Like I, girl, you look at me wrong. Like I said, you look at me wrong. I packed my bag. So <laughs> I, 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 I probably couldn't be engaged anymore or if I, if I did get engaged with someone, I would let that engagement stand. We'd be engaged for 10 fucking years. And I'll say there's nothing wrong about that. <laughs> if you know what you're doing, unless you're telling everybody, oh, we're definitely getting married. If you're just like, no, I'm, I'm happy being engaged. I like having a big ring and, and talking vaguely about marriage plans, but that's it. <laughs> so, you know, Adriana promised she'd never depend on a man financially because I guess that was a rough breakup from her. And Mama Elsa's like, Puppy cock. No, she didn't say that, but she just said something like that. She just doesn't agree. She says, beautiful women should be taken care of. A man is born to take care of a woman. She says that you have to put your head on the right pillow, honey. And that pillow is full of money, honey. <laughs> I don't hate it, Mama Elsa. I don't hate it. Um, I, I've talked on here before because I was thinking, because um, Natalie Maines, you know, I guess she's a lead singer of Dixie Chicks. Uh, on her last album, which everyone hated, but you know what? 
I like bad music. I enjoyed it. And so uh, she was talking about the, her divorce from, I forget his name, but it's, I think it's Adrian. And he was on Heroes. And he's, a, he's an actor and all the things that she went through and paying his tax and doing all this stuff. Because when you're a working musician, like the Dixie Chicks don't have like hit singles and shit out there, but they can certainly tour. And I bet she made a lot more money than he did. And she'd pay his taxes and things like that. And, and how basically he was cheating on her and bringing the woman around and stuff. And just back then I was thinking like, if I was a rich, if I had, if I was financially dependent, I would never marry anybody. Never. Me and my mom get on the phone all the time and we always talk about how we'll never get married again. She, she's, she's done. And me too. I am done. She's two and done. I'm one and done. And there's just no point in it. Like what for? What, why, why do we need to? You can sleep over here all the time if you want to. You, you want to move in? Let's move in together. That's fine. But like, it is, if I were Adriana, I wouldn't want to get married again either. And if Frederick, which I don't know what he does, I mean, Adriana works in art. She's like an art dealer. Or she works in a gallery. Who is she? Charlotte from Sex in the City, maybe? I don't know. But I don't know what Frederick does. Um, but she... If she can financially take care of herself or if she can get Frederick to do it for her without being married to her, I call it a day. Other than that, I wouldn't get married. I Maybe I try to get married to somebody to get like, so I have legal rights over certain things, but they can also like write a will and give you legal rights over certain things. It's not always necessary. And so as much as I don't hate what mama else is saying, <laughs> I just like anytime somebody uses the word honey. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put your head on the right pillow, honey. I'm like, okay, whatever you're saying is fine. <laughs> so uh, Karen is again working on people's teeth when someone comes in to say that someone is in her office. She just, I hope she washes her hands. That's all I can say. I don't, I, I have a feeling these are set up for the show, but I'm also like, then set them up better. Show us her washing her hands. And so <laughs> she has a dental spa. I don't know what that is. I, is it? Spa implies to me um, non-essential work. God, look at COVID. Look at me talking COVID talk. Uh, not non-essential. What's it called when you go and you get surgery that's not required? What is that called? Uh, Non-surgery. No, that's non-surgical. I don't know. You elective, elective, <laughs> elective. Okay. Elect, maybe it's a lot of elective stuff that she does in her dental spa, like a lot of clean, not cleanings. <laughs> it's hard talking about this because when we talk about health in the U.S., we talk about health like, like, like dental shit is luxury, like. Take care of all your bones, except for those luxury bones in your mouth. Like, these are bones. These are bones. These teeth are bones. And they're important. They're important to your health. They're important to how you, like, whether you get a job or not. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, But what she's saying, maybe the spa part implies, like, it's a lot of, like, um, elective things. It's not, like, you know, cleanings and root canals mostly. It's a lot of like whitenings and veneers and stuff like that, maybe. Um, so this person she needs to meet with is her publicist, Lisa. It might be Lisa, but it's got a Z. 
and says that Lisa has lined up 40 appearances for the next few months for Karen. Then they say the next thing that I was thinking, they talk about why Karen has a publicist when she's a dentist. People ask her that all the time. Um, you know, being a dentist is not a sexy field. I mean, I think it's a lucrative field. <laughs> As Chelsea's daddy from Teen Mom 2. <laughs> Um, dude, <laughs> yeah, I think having a dental, a dental practice is, can be very lucrative. Um, but I, I too would wonder that. And, and the answer is this, that Karen wants to pursue celebrity relationships. She wants to be a dentist to the stars. She wants to do a lot of networking. She wants to grow her brand in that way. I think she's a very savvy about her brand, which is why nobody likes her, okay? I think I talked about this. Nobody likes her because of her savviness with her brand and that it seems like she's climbing a ladder. Like she seems like she's talking to you based on what she can get from you. And when you're networking that way, that's obviously not the way to network. Uh, networking is building relationships before you need them. And building relationships within like looking like you're building relationships so that I can use you one day seems cold. And it's, and she does it. She doesn't just do it. Like, it feels like she's on this show because of that. It's, it's hard. I mean, she's, you know, they call her the Joker <laughs> because she's smiling all the time, but she, there's not like a lot of warmth behind her smile, to be honest. Um, so Mama Elsa goes to Marisol's office to clean her office of bad energy because she left her other PR agency and started PR and started her own. And she feels like they brought it with her. And what Mama Elsa does is spritz perfume and throw some rice. And the perfume is to get the bad juju away from you and the rice is for romantic love. And she's just... And that's fine. That's fine that Marisol wants her to do that. The problem I got to was the employees, all these junior associates or whatever that these people are, because they're in cubicles, they don't have offices. So, <laughs> she, so imagine you working at your PR job. You have to answer a bunch of emails and try to get people tickets to places so they could be seen and shit. And, and suddenly somebody's, Old mama comes walking down the aisle in her house dress with her compression garments on and her bad plastic surgery. So, I mean, I'm sure that Marisol's, so I'm sure mama Elsa comes all the time to see mom. So they, so they're used to her now. It's not like their first time seeing her. So you're not like trying, like trying to stifle a reaction, which is how I know I would be. Like I would do my best to like, like she doesn't need my reaction to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I'm not going to put that on her. Even, like, at, at home, like, I have no problem reacting that to her on TV. But in person, I'd be like, okay, well, this is a person. Like, well, you're not going to scream. And, it's like, control yourself, princess. You, like, chill. Like, and so, so at least they don't have to do that. But just imagine you're just typing away on your little computer. And, you know, trying to get somebody in a 50 cents white party. And she comes down the house, spritzing fucking perfume, whatever perfume she likes, not even your kind of perfume, and throwing rice at you. And she goes to one little, I call her a little girl, but she's not a little girl. She's like a very young woman. 
And she's like, my mom also is like, do you want to get married? And the public junior publicist or whatever is like, yes. And then mama also just throws a bunch of rice on her. Like, do I get paid for this? I don't want this. Do this shit on Saturday. Don't do this during work hours. Let me come in on Monday and be like, why is there fucking rice all over my desk? Do not make me sit here through this. So, um, Joanna and Roman have dinner. And it's mostly to talk about the engagement. They've been apparently engaged for five fucking years. And, you know, they're kind of fighting about how much he works and how he smokes cigarettes. And they talk about anniversaries. And that leads to, like, when are we going to get married? Now, I just said it's okay to be married. It's okay to be engaged forever for as long as you want to. But it seems it's only okay if the both of you are okay with it. It's not okay for you guys to get engaged and one of you to get married and the other one to just be like, eh, whatever. That's that's wasting people's fucking time. And I don't mean like as in time like TikTok, I need to get married. But more like if you don't want to do something, just say you don't want to do it so we don't have to argue about it. But apparently what happened is that in the beginning when they first got engaged, Roman was ready to go. He was ready to get married and... She wanted to focus on her career. She had a lot of traveling, you know, shoots and stuff to do. She got, she was on Dancing with the Stars and stuff. And then, so he kind of pulled back. And now she's like, I think I should push it. Because if I don't, I don't think we're ever going to get married. And so the thing is, is that, and I do this too. So I'm not like hating on Roman for it. I do it too. Sometimes I'm too worried about being right as opposed to like, moving forward you know I want to make sure that you know that I was in the right before we move forward to solve the problem which is annoying and I try to like in work situations I'm absolutely not like that I'm like I don't care who fucking did this I want to know like all I care is do we get this resolved but like in my personal life I can be like that where where you're like well we should go and get married I'm like well wait whoa 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 whose fault is that we didn't get married it was you like (laughs) this is and it's not productive and I you know I'm working on it like all things And so, so, you know, Joanna says they have two choices. They can get married or they can get, they can break up. Um, you know, that's it. (laughs) And I was like, Ooh, ultimatums are awesome. (laughs) I just, it's, it's obvious from the get go that Joanna and Roman don't have a good relationship. They just don't. So Frederick is cooking dinner for Anna. Frederick looks like an art forger to me, doesn't he? He just looks like he's got, he, he'd be wearing like a scarf and like trying to convince you something was a Picasso and he drew it in the, in the garage earlier that day. The paint's still fucking wet on it. <laughs> Frederick looks like a guest star on, what is that, that, um, that there's a show, is it called White Collar Crime? It was on, um, USA. Yes, it was called White Collar. Uh, <laughs> He looks like a guest star on there. Like he would, he'd be on there for like two episodes, like a, like a two-parter where Tiffany Amber Thiessen gets kidnapped or something like that. And he's, <laughs> anything, anytime, like if Frederick ever came to me and was like, you know, I got a deal. You can get on the ground floor as an investor. I'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm sorry. You got art forger all over your face. This is a, this is fraud. <laughs> so... <laughs> Andrea says he treats her like a princess and I capitalize princess. (laughs) 
I always get the last princess. <laughs> he treats her like a podcaster of niche reality TV show. <laughs> Um, and he takes care of her son and they have so many things in common. Sure, I can believe that. Uh, they seem like an international jet set couple. Like, they seem like they have a lot in common. She, she, he says he's ready to get married and she's not. And she says she believes in love, but she doesn't believe in fairy tales. Oof, say that again. She believes in love, but she doesn't believe in fairy tales. Me too, Adriana. I believe in love. I think love is like an an admirable thing to do. I think it's a good thing to throw yourself into. I think that like loving somebody through just loving somebody is a difficult fucking thing, whether that's a partner, a relative, a mother child, like it's fucking hard to love people. People are fucking assholes. They're, we're, we're like disgusting little animals that, that just think of, we use our big brains to think of ways to be bad to each other over and over and over again. It's hard to extend love, but I think it's, I think it's worthwhile. Um, I just do not believe in fairy tales. And <laughs> that means that happily ever after is not for, and not everybody gets one. And just because you got a happily ever after doesn't mean you stay happily ever after. <laughs> the, it's the ever after part I have a problem with it. They should be happily for now. <laughs> I get it. Um, she tells him that she wants to wait for the boat to be finished first and then they will figure it out from there. And like Liz told me, the boat, they moved in on the boat in 2015. So, you know, it's been, it's a, it took a couple of years. So it's the end of the, it's coming towards the end of the episode. And they're at this swine and wine event. And I don't know what that is. Something to do with pigs and fermented grapes. There's probably a lot of bacon there and rosé or something. And there's probably a bacon rosé there. <laughs> so Lisa says Leah is still blowing her off. I guess Lisa... Lisa wants to do more charity and Leah is known as the charity person. I mean, she has these big galas and stuff and she says she's not a nice person. And I don't know what that means. Like, what do you expect from Leah, Lisa? Lisa doesn't, Leah doesn't know you girl. Like she was not, she was polite to you. And when she saw you, like, what, what do you want from her? Is this a show thing? Is this more of those things like Megan, um, King Ed Edmonds and Shannon, like I called you and, and Shannon's like, how did you get my number? And like, what she can't say is like, bitch, we're on the same show. Production gave me your number. Like I'm on the show now. So now we work together. Don't ask me. That's like us working in the same corporate office. And you ask me how I got your email. It's the same extension as everybody else's. That's how I got it, bitch. Like, what do you mean? And is that, is it a Leah, is that Leah Lisa thing about like, Lisa expects Leah to extend more a hand to her and she's not doing it. And she's like, well, I'm on the show now. And so why are you not giving me attention? I don't know, because if it's not the show, then Lisa, what, what do you expect from Leah? Okay. So then Adriana finally tells Karen they were talking shit about her relationship. Again, I would love for someone to show up on my Instagram post or my Patreon post or somewhere and tell me that Carrot is a name. It's a name. It's a common name in El Salvador or something like that. Like, girl, they did not want to name her Karen. And it was like, add a T at the end. Like, please, someone tell me that. Apparently, Adriana has been texting Rodolfo that she misses him with a sad face. And... This is why I want to see the fucking text because 
Anna is acting like he's always texting her, trying to get up in those draws. And Rodolfo is like, Anna is annoying and she's texting him. And so what we need to do, what the problem is, and I think the reason we didn't get it, I don't know, I was going to say the reason we didn't get it because Rodolfo's not on the show, but he's like Karen's boyfriend. He's not technically a member, you know, of the cast, but Anna's a member of the cast. I, as a producer, I would have been like, Anna, show me the text. And they would have been on the screen. Like, we need this information. I need the context of these things. Because I need to know. And, like, if I had to guess, it's probably a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. If I had to guess, maybe when they met, Anna was texting him a lot more. Or maybe Rodolfo was chasing after her a lot more. And then, you know, as they see each other around town, Anna's texting him back more. She's got a boyfriend. Like, I, they never talk about this, the fact that, like, Anna's, like, engaging in these conversations with Rodolfo and she's got a boyfriend and and I'm again I'm not one of those people that's like oh if you're in a relationship you can't text someone of the opposite sex how dare you and that's not I don't believe in that I think that's stupid I think controlling who people have relationships with is dumb but at the same time let's be respectful let's not be disrespectful here let's 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 um if somebody is texting you late night trying to get up in those straws and you are in a relationship with a big tooth dentist, then you need to text her back and say, or you need to mute her or block her or even just say, like, if she asks you what you're doing, you can say, I'm at dinner with my, with my girlfriend and I'll text you later. Like, like I, if, if I were, I said this before last week, if I were Karen, I don't think I would care. Like, I would never even have what, what happens next, I would never even do. I would have all my conversations with Rodolfo. I'd be like, Rodolfo, why does she think that she can text you at 2 a.m. and ask you and say that she misses you? What is that about? <laughs> That's what I would say. And he'd be like, oh, I can't help it. She's she's in love with me. I'm a soap star. Look at me. Look at my big giant teeth. That match your big giant teeth. I, sure. But I'd be like, well, then tell her. And then if she texts you again... We're going to have a problem. Like, that's what I'd say. But whatever. So, even Marisol, well, Marta is complaining. Well, this is what happens. Because they're still doing this. Because there's another scene, too, where Marta's complaining to Lisa about Roman. And Lisa offers Marta to come stay with them for a little bit to kind of get out of Joanna and Roman's hair. And I was like, don't do it. Marta seems like a permanent house guest. Bitch don't have no place to go. She doesn't. I don't think she does. I don't think, I think if, <laughs> like, a former roommate who claimed her boyfriend didn't live with us, but all his clothes were there. And he and I was like, okay, where, do, where does he live? And he was like, well, I don't have an apartment. Okay, well, bitch, you live here. You sleep, I see you here all the time. You sleep here all the time. Where is your apartment? Where do you pay rent at? That's a question. Where do you pay rent at? Nowhere? Okay, you live here. <sighs> so fucking annoying. Then, then, then she got him, she got him, he got her pregnant and, and her threat to him is if he wouldn't give her half the money for an abortion, they would have to go half on a child. I was like, you think that somebody who won't give you half the money for an abortion is going to give you half the money for a child? Never. <laughs> like, and he's a, and he's a, like a server like the rest of us. You're going to be garnishing two fit, two thirteen an hour. Also, when they broke up, he broke into her house to get his Christmas present from her. And I was like. This dude is literally the Grinch. It's one of those things where when we were all just servers together, he was so funny. 
and so fun. But when I had to start living with his girlfriend, I was like, oh, he's a bad person. And I'm like, normally his life doesn't affect me, but now it does. And now I see it. Anyway, Marta, I, if I were to say, Marta, where do you pay rent at right now? She would say nowhere. Marta is going to be a permanent house guest. Lisa, don't do it. Don't, don't get involved in that shit. Um, so Adriana comes over to ask about, to the girls, to ask about the, the drama with Rodolfo. Anna's sitting there. Leah's sitting there. I think Marisol is too. Leah says that Rodolfo texts Anna all night long, that she's been with Anna when Rodolfo is texting her all night long. So that's interesting that Leah was like, that there, here is a witness just like been like all night. Oh, that's, that's Rodolfo. That's Rodolfo. So Anna goes to get Karen to bring her over to talk about it. And again, if I was Karen, I would never, this would not be a conversation. When Adriana come over, came over to me and said, well, she, they said, your relationship's not real. They said that, you know, he texts Anna all the time. I'd be like, girl, I, obviously my relationship's real. I'm in it. Just like this table's real because I'm, I'm at it. Because <laughs> I'm in it. But yeah, I'll talk to him. But like, I'm not going to get in these, in these girl dramas over a man that I, that I supposedly already have. I, I, I'll, I'll handle that between him and you. And if you, and if they, if you hear them again, talking about it, you don't have to come tell me about it. You don't have to say anything. You can just leave that if it makes you uncomfortable. So, uh, so Adriana says that Karen, she, she basically explains that she says that Rodolfo was telling the, the deal is this, is that Rodolfo tells Karen that, um, Anna's texting him all the time. And the, and also Anna's saying that Rodolfo texts him all the time. And, and, Anna's like, uh, Adriana's like, they said that last night, and I'm supposing that last night you were texting Rodolfo. And Karen goes, yeah, we got a text. Who got a text, Karen? Did you get a text on your phone? Or did Rodolfo get a text on his phone? Rodolfo got, you didn't get a text in Karen. That's not your phone. We didn't get a text. I hate bitches like that. I hate them like that. I hate, even when people are married, they're like, yeah. We got a text. No, you didn't get one. That's not your phone number. What are you talking about? People overuse we. So, Adriana said, Anna says she didn't. She says that maybe he put her name under someone else's number. And Karen's like, no, he doesn't create drama like that. No, no, sorry. And then Anna brings up that Rodolfo texts her a lot and that he sent her a Facebook message on Valentine's Day at 10 p.m. or something that says, and that, she thought that he would be with Karen. And Karen says, no, he was working, but we had a very romantic Skype date. And I'm like, why did you say that? That doesn't make you look better, Karen. It makes it look like, girl, you do not know whether he was texting Anna unless you got his phone. And I'm a big believer that if you have to look in somebody's phone, then you probably, you don't trust them. You just don't. And what's your relationship like? I'm saying this as someone who is nosy as fuck. And I look at my husband's phone all the time. But he makes me. I don't want to. He doesn't remember his his fucking code sometimes, even though it's his fingerprint. Or he'll be like, can you just answer my phone? Like, I, but if I had to be like, you need to give me your phone right now and look at your text messages, I would be, I feel like th then I don't trust him. And how much further can this relationship go if I don't trust them? Like, I, I don't, 
I know that there are relationships where you spend more time with each other. Like you're all building each other. You watch TV together. You go to sleep together. You eat together. You spend all your time not at work together. But I just don't have one of those. And I have a lot of things I like to do. And so does he. And he's back to night shift. So we really are back just for a couple of weeks. But we really are not in each other's space that much. He has a lot of time away from me. If he wants to fuck somebody, he could just say he has to work. He's at work right now. He might not be. He could be fucking somebody. Like, it doesn't matter. It, he could be fucking somebody at 3 o'clock in the morning. He could be fucking somebody at 2, 2.30 p.m. He could be fucking somebody at 6 a.m. Like, he could just be doing whatever the fuck he wants to. And the only thing, the only thing that keeps me from thinking that is the trust. So, I just, Rodolfo doesn't seem trustworthy. And I feel like... Karen is one of those people that has to have a, a joint Facebook account with her husband. And you guys know how I feel about joint Facebook accounts. Which one of y'all cheated on each other? Which one? Why do you guys not have individual Facebook accounts? These are meant for individual people. And if you have to like monitor somebody's social media like that and their phones and all this stuff, then, then there are bigger problems. Social media actually isn't the problem. The problem is that either someone's not trustworthy. Well, someone's not trustworthy and somebody's not... And somebody's not trusting. And that's the big problem in the relationship. Anyway, Anna says she didn't. Anna says, oh, Karen goes, actually she says that. I guess she realized she made a mistake. Because Karen goes, you know what? This is childish. And I'm above this. And are you? Are you above it? You're not above it because you're right here. So... Karen later tells Adriana that Rodolfo has a lot of fans. He has to interact with them for his work as a Latin soap star. And Alexis, who's also at the table when Anna, because Anna is showing Alexis and Leah and Marisol the, the, the messages and stuff. Again, I don't know why I couldn't see them. <laughs> he showed everybody else, Anna. Why didn't she show me? And so <laughs> she's showing her the text messages. And Alexis says, you know, there's a very difference. She brings up a good point, which Karen really, Karen, think about this. There is a difference between having a public persona and having to answer tweets and, and, and Facebook messages on your Facebook, on your public Facebook account, where someone sends you a message saying, I think you're so beautiful or like you're, you're the most handsome man on days of our lives or whatever it is that people do. I, are you seeing like, you know, answering those in and with a tongue-in-cheek way that keeps them thinking that you're, you, you got to seem available, kind of like being in a boy band or something like that, or being a pop star in general, like, uh, you want to seem available. So if somebody tweets, will you sit on my face for Dolfo? You don't tweet back, I'm actually in a committed relationship. <laughs> you, type of, you know, you say something cheeky back that, like, leaves the door open, but also, you know, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying here. But those are very different than private text messages and private relationships. And these things between Anna and Rodolfo are inappropriate. And the fact that Rodolfo keeps them going is Rodolfo's fault, not Anna's. Now, Anna probably needs to have a conversation with her boyfriend. What the fuck is she doing? And she'll be like, oh, he just texts me how I'm beautiful on Valentine's Day. And if I were her boyfriend, I'd be like, okay, well, he obviously has got a thing for you. Can you stop doing this with him? And maybe she'll say yes. Maybe she'll say no. Maybe she'll say I'm still in love with my ex-husband, so I don't give a damn what you think anyway. So, I mean, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Um, 
I think that's it, guys. So next week, more Real Housewives of Miami. Hopefully, I'll have less Juicy Juice or Hawaiian, Hawaiian Punch, not Juicy Juice. Hawaiian Punch. And uh, let me go back to watching that terrible show, The Game. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.